Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gabe Newell's Rosie Ruby Land, where we talk about cheap and free games that you can play. I'm your host, Maxi Satan, and I am melting into a puddle of goo. Joining me today is Paul. I, your name is very long, and I don't know how to pronounce the second part, so I'm just going to say Etten. Yeah, that works. It's good for me. Are things uh, things are probably relatively cold for you down there, yeah? Uh, yeah, I'm actually rugged up quite a bit right now. It's cold. You want to swap? <laughs> Honestly, I would love to swap. I... It's so bad up here. There's bugs. Oh, wait, there's bugs. There's too many bugs. I'm okay, really... yeah, no, you, you can keep that, actually. I'm, I'm staying here where it's cold. I'm good. Damn. Shouldn't have overplayed my hand. Yeah, you sh- shouldn't have mentioned the bugs. So... Etten, you're something of a games expert. You have heard about video games, I'm told. Yeah, I, I saw a video game once, actually. Oh yeah, uh, was it was it three dimensional or? Yeah, I'm pr- pretty pretty sure it had um graphics. It had uh, gameplay. Had a controller. All that kind of stuff. I also make tabletop games. So there's that. I, I figure we should talk about the big project you're currently working on, which is obviously. Uh, I forget. What did you end up calling it? Breakfast Cult? No, 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 no. Not that one. The other one. The the, the comics one. Um, Two Peeps in a Seat. Yes, that one. It's a tabletop role-playing game. We are characters in a 2000s gaming webcomic. It's so bad. It's going to be great. <laughs> you, you've really created something. You've, you've created something genuinely evil, I think. No, it's good. It's unironically very good, provided you were, like, super into Mega Tokyo and not embarrassed to admit that in front of, like, four people. Honestly, I've really been meaning to get back into tabletop. It's one of those things where it's like, well, I'm doing, like, 50 things right now, but I really would like to. I was honestly expecting you to say get back into Mega Tokyo right then. Oh, d- dude, it's 2018. It's, re- it's really on the come up. People have been talking a lot about how Mega Tokyo is finally good again. Have you looked at Mega Tokyo lately? I just, um, I'm completely lost now. I'm going to look at Mega Tokyo right now. I had to look at it during research in the game, and I just have no idea what's going on anymore. I'm going to have to archive binge. Well, good news, it looks exactly the same as it did. Oh, hey, there's ninjas in this one, and a lady with foxes. See, I don't know who any of these people are. There appears to be a, a man in a suit drinking coffee or perhaps tea. Yeah. And he might have punched a bunch of ninjas. I think. Maybe. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I, I'm... I, this is probably a bad time to go back and see what's actually going on a bit. So I'll do, I'll do it later, I think. I'm gonna close yeah, no, you, you really gotta start from the first comic, really get caught up. With all 1,532 uh, strips. Oh, that's not too bad. Honestly, it's not terrible, but I think that's just because the artist ended up taking a lot of hiatuses. I mean, uh, there's also... Does that include... What's his name? Um, The Shirt Guy Dom comics, like the stick figure ones? I don't know. No idea. I feel like we've gotten a little bit off track here. Yeah, we should talk less about comics about video games and talk more about video games some actual exciting news uh which is that discord is planning to roll out a game marketplace they're going to be a chat client and a game platform I... and it sounds like let me see the exact verbiage used i saw the announcement but i didn't read it yeah they're so they're aiming for more of a apparently a local bookstore vibe this one article says trying to curate things a bit trying to not just fill their store with a bunch of fucking garbage maybe Wait, are, are they, you telling me they're not just gonna green light everything that people submit you can't compete with valve like that how are you gonna make money without three million asset flips here's the thing i think what they're going to have to do is microtransactions oh no what they're going to do is they're going to start charging 10 cents per emoji and then the games are free because that's the real moneymaker these days in the social space well, like in-game emojis or oh no emojis in the chat client oh okay you want that custom three-part 
Alolan Executor, you are going to pay out the ass for it. Let me tell you. Oh, man, I would kind of go for that, actually. I I would go for it if it takes up the entire screen, just every time you use it. (laughs) That would be really good. So this actually puts me in a bit of a conundrum, which is... Steam has kind of been a shit platform for a while, and I've stuck with it largely because, oh, there's some social features. But I'm using those social features less and less, and if the chat client I use also has video games, like, as part of it, I think I might have to, like, start ditching Steam. Yeah, I don't really use the social features much. I just use it to play, like, five different games. Stellaris, um, actually, that's about it right now. But there's theoretically other games that I could be playing. Yeah, it, it's just... See, the real problem for me here is I'm going to probably need to rename this podcast at some point. But I really like the name uh, a lot. Uh, yeah, um, what could you call it? Video Games is probably taken. <laughs> yeah, videogames.podcast. That's going to be our new URL. Yeah, I like it. Hey, is that available? Video games dot wait is dot podcast actually like a legit thing? Uh, I don't think so. Let me look at top level domains. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed actually. By the way, I crunched some numbers and I think it would take four to eight hours to read all of Mega Tokyo. Wow. Depends how fast you can read and how long you want to spend appreciating it. Now, .podcast is not a valid top-level domain, but we could go for .am or .fm. Videogames.fm. That's not taken. There you go. Gold ideas right there. Huh. Alright, well, keep an eye out on that. I don't know what we'll do with the logo, because the logo I also like a lot, and I don't feel like making a new one. Yeah, I don't know. I think you might just have to stick with it. Just make it a legacy thing grandfather that name in there i was considering like games on discord rosie rupee land uh, yeah yeah we're workshopping it i'll, I'll, pitch now, I guess. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> how high can you go i'm curious now <clears throat> i don't know let's see yeah, i could talk like though i was talking like this before I could talk like this, but it's, dude, I don't know if you can understand me when I talk like this. Well, I'm just annoying whoever's listening to your podcast, aren't I? <laughs> this episode is going to be a fucking nightmare. Also, give me one moment. I need to uh, rotate my bread pudding. Uh, y- yeah, sure. Okay, the bread pudding has been rotated and it smells very lovely. Great. So other than that, the only news I wanted to talk about was that we got a teaser for the new White Owls game coming up. The Missing J.J. Macfield and the Island of Mysteries, which I'm into. Um, I have not seen this, but I kind of want to now. It looks like it's a side-scrolling platformer kind of thing, maybe like a Metroidvania. What did you say it was called? The Missing J.J. what? Let me just link you. Yeah, okay, good, because I, I lost you after JJ, and I just tried Googling for everything up to that, and I got some kind of Gary's Mod Five Nights at Freddy's thing. No, that's the that's the game, actually. Wait, really? Yeah, that's what Swear's doing now. Gmod Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, wait, you're having me on, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that took you a second, huh? I had to click the link. Well, oh, JJ Macfield. Okay, I see what I see what's going on now. Okay, so this link has a couple of screenshots, and it looks like a platformer. What what's it called when it's like a two D platformer, but it's got three D graphics, two and a half D, two point five D. Yeah, it looks like that. And there's a picture of a skeleton in this one, and he looks like he's having a great time. Oh, show me the skeleton. I didn't see the skeleton. Wait, is that the? I'm not sure. Is that is that a skeleton or is that the main character getting electrocuted? Oh, I think that's the main character getting electrocuted. Ah, damn. I, f- I thought that was just a, you know, skeleton enjoying himself. Yeah, having a little dance. Yeah. Electric boogaloo. But yeah, I really like the look it's got going. And I'm interested in seeing it because I just, I find Sweary really interesting. I talk about him a lot on this podcast and it's like, I don't know. He's a very specific style that appeals to me. Yeah, I- 
kind of want to know where this is going now. Is that like the second picture has these stained glass windows in the background and they all have like just moose heads? And I'm wondering what's going on there now. It, it looks pretty good. So that's news. Do you want to next jump into talking about the games on the docket this week? I want to say yes, but I feel like this is setting me up for like a segue into one of them. Well, next, let's jump. Oh, I know. <laughs> into next jump shmup tactics. I just I did that one twice because yeah, it was, it was good. Definitely worth it. You put me in that position. So it's a turn-based shoot 'em up, basically, and it has a. Structure kind of like FTL, where you're jumping from sector to sector and fighting ships on the way. Yeah. The, the, there's a lot more combat, mm-hmm. and the combat is a lot more tactical. It's um, it's grid-based, basically. You have a certain amount of moves, and you move around the grid, like shooting, shooting enemies, picking up stuff. And if you pick up energy that drops when you blow up ships, you can get extra moves, so you have to, like figure out how to move and shoot in exactly the right way to get as much movement as you can. Yeah, it's really about sort of managing your energy and figuring out how to position yourself so that you can destroy enemies and collect scrap without getting hit by their shots. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that's really interesting, but I am incredibly crap at it. Yeah, like, I do like what they're going for with the combat, but... For one thing, I feel like I didn't ever really get what I was doing. Like, I understood, okay, I have such and such amount of energy, so if I jump here, that'll cost one energy, and then I can attack. But it never really clicked for me in a way that these things need to click. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I I mostly got it. I just, I could never squeeze that much movement out. Maybe it's just because I haven't got many upgrades yet, though, because I am pretty bad at it, so I have not gotten very far see i had sort of the opposite problem in that i repeatedly like didn't die and i went wait i did i not get hit just then should i not have been hit uh no i I got deleted from the game so many times actually one of them was just a random event which is great it's it has like ftl style random events where sometimes it'll be be like yeah here's a derelict ship or something do you want to explore it yes or no and then you say yes, and then you, your ship takes damage because it was a trap, except I didn't have any hit points or whatever left, so I just got a game over immediately. That was my best run. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, yeah, it's I, I'm going to keep coming back to that one, I think, because, like I said, it, I'm incredibly bad at it, but I also like really want to be good at it. It looks really good. It does have a very nice look to it, and... Again, I do really like the concept. Actually, there's a game I played, which I think is out of our price point, which had a similar concept. I'm trying to remember what the name of it was, but I'm drawing a blank. Let me look in my Steam library. While you're looking, yeah, the pixel art is really good. And like the sort of the screen effects, I don't know if there's like a special name for it. So, yeah, I don't remember the game I was talking about, but it reminds me of another game that exists, so that should help you find it if you're interested in that. Yeah, I'll just look for the concept of video games. Future Maxi here. That game is called The Last Federation. It's on Steam for $20. Not really within the price range for this podcast, but I have had some fun playing it, so you might want to check it out if you ever get a chance. I kind of liked the concept of Next Jump. Like, what you're doing, you're chasing dragons that rain off of your booze, aren't you? It's ridiculous, and it doesn't, but it doesn't really need to be anything else. So, you know, who gives a shit? It's really funny. Um, the only thing that bugged me is it mentioned, like, humans and elves and dwarves and stuff, and you, there seems to be, like, there's a dwarven spaceship that you can pick at the start and all that kind of stuff. And I am just incredibly tired of fantasy settings with, like, elves and dwarves and things i mean like i know why they used it it's a very common archetype so it's just very easy to grasp like you can tell someone this is a dwarf ship and they'll more or less know what it's going for already it's going to be like small and bulky yeah but man boring i do like that it sort of it felt like it was 
taking the piss out of Warhammer 40k specifically a little bit. Yeah, that 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 is also good. Not that I'm saying fuck Warhammer, but oh, uh, I'm saying fuck it. Warhammer. Fuck Warhammer. Yeah, fuck Warhammer. I'm over it. F- fucking. Did you see that stupid shit like a few months back where it was like Warhammer for kids and it was like, oh good, what we really need is more normalization of fascism in our country. Oh uh, yeah, that was Thanks. great. Ah uh, shit, I, I'm suddenly thinking of, of like My Little Pony but it's Space Marines. Oh god, don't remind me of that shit, man. What, Space Marines or My Little Pony? My No, the thing where like, oh it's, it's My Little Pony but it's Warhammer. It's My Little Pony but it's Fallout. Wait, did, did, like, fucking... wait, wait, okay, I, I know the Fallout one, but did people do the Warhammer one? You know they did. Oh, I don't, like, on, I, I don't. I'm Googling this. Oh, God. I feel really bad because I want to talk about how good Next Jump it is, but we kind of got distracted by. I mean, we've given them the basic concept. Good God. Of... Yeah. There's actually, someone's actually done fan art here of um, Twilight Sparkle, I think, as a marine. I'm not into this. I Yeah, I'm closing Hey, that look window. at what I just linked in the chat. There's about, like, 50 of these. What on earth? <laughs> Breaking Bad? This was, this was a cottage fan art industry, man. It was just like... Oh, it's it's some work in media, but they're horses. They're the funny car. They're the funny Technicolor horses, Etten. What the? You love them. You know them. Everybody loves them. Okay, this is confusing me because there's a lot of um, Breaking Bad style pony art here, but there's they keep casting Walter White as different ponies. Like some sometimes it's a it's just a pony version of Walter White, and then sometimes it seems to be Twilight Sparkle. I don't know this one. I'm seeing one where it's the donkey, and I'm seeing one where it's the zebra. I'm seeing one unrelated picture of Rick and Morty, which, you know what? That tracks. Yeah, okay. Uh, And then, like, one row down, the missing link, which is Pony Rick. Hey, I turned myself into a pony, Morty. There, that joke is done. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely closing that window now. I... I just want to say I have been watching the Technicolor Horse cartoon because of my accursed roommate who convinces me to watch terrible media, and I do the same to them. Oh, no. I feel like part of what makes me able to enjoy it is the fact that the fandom as it was is basically dead, because, like, that's liberating, I feel, you know? Yeah. It's done. Yeah, so should I, like, do some kind of summary of Next Jump and what I thought, or what? I mean, we don't, like, do a rating or anything, just, you know, I liked it alright, I didn't get super into it, you might be interested. Yeah, I, I liked it, I was interested, um, I really liked the aesthetic, the, um, pixel graphics and the, so it, the way it kind of looked like you were viewing everything through an old TV, but I was, I was just bad at it. I want to get better there. That is Next Jump Shmup Tactics. It is available on itch.io and Steam for $5. Now, Etten. Yeah? Uh, this joke this joke only works if you say something slightly wrong. So please say something slightly wrong for me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Etten, come on. <laughs> Don't leave me out to dry. Uh, I'm trying to think of something, but it's hard. That, that that didn't count. Come on, that was like no. Um. Well, what do you want from me? <laughs> Boy, we're really just knocking it out of the park. Knocking it out of the park like a baseball. Baseball's a sphere. Let's talk about Quibble Sphere, available on itch and Steam for two dollars. How are you gonna go from something weird to that? Like, what was well, I? If you said something slightly wrong, I could make a joke about like quibbling, quibbling. You know. Oh. You should have asked me to say something about balls. That would have been better. I No. I don't think I should have. So, Quibble Sphere is kind of... I, I guess I'd describe it as like a marble blast or monkey ball alike. Yeah, I suppose. Is it Quibble is it, or is it like... I was reading it as just Quibble, but... Is Quibble There's a only word? one B, though. I, no, not to my knowledge. I think that's just like... No, it is not. It's Quibble with one B. I think we should make that clear. Yes, yes, it is Q-U-I-B-L-E Sphere. This reminds me a lot of, like, 
you remember when you were in like middle school or computer camp or something and you would like download a flash game in 3d onto the computer and play that when you were supposed to be working yeah this reminds me of one of those you know yeah, yeah, I like it. It's like you, you're you a ball and you just have to roll along this, this, these paths laid out by... They're like blocks connected by bridges, I guess. And you basically have to get to the exit and try to collect points along the way if you can. And try and do it quickly. Yeah. It's one of those things where you get like three stars basically, but the stars are cubes. And it's like, did you get all the points? Did you get there in the time limit? And did you die? Yeah, so you you can take a million years and fuck up if you want. It doesn't really punish you for it. You just don't get 100% completion. Which I appreciate. I always appreciate it when games do that. And I really like the um, the look. It's got like this weird neon Tron feel to it, I guess. Very simple. I'm really into neon looks in games. Yeah, it, it looks like... like what the 90s thought the internet was going to look like. Hey, real talk, we need to have more neon in general. Like, I live in Chicago now, and there's a good amount of neon, but I'm always like, you know, we really need some more. Yeah. Because this is the cyberpunk future. We need to start acting like it, you know? I mean, speaking of Chicago, the the turrets in this game are really good. You get introduced to them early. They're just blocks with cannons on them, and if you get close, they'll, like, track you and try to shoot you. Oh, I see. But they don't kill you. Instead, if the bullet hits you, it'll just send you flying, which is the funniest shit, I swear. That is pretty good. Like, it, it could just blow you up. Like, if you fall off the track and you hit the giant red grid that underlies everything, you immediately explode and you have to start over. And the bullets could make you explode, but instead they just send you careening across the level. It's great. I do think that gives it a slapstick air, which is pretty good. I don't know what any of that has to do with Chicago, but... Me either, but, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's how it is in Chicago. Sometimes you get shot by a yeah, gun and you go flying across the street. Y- you know, they call it Chirac because there's just turrets mounted on every building. Oh, no. And the robots are controlling them and trying to kill us all. Oh, oh, and by the way, you can make your own levels in this game, too. You can. There is a level editor. Yeah, the, the, level, edit- the level editor is pretty good. I get... I get the sense that you could just reproduce the game in the level editor, which is always good, I think. Like, if you see a level editor, you should be able to reproduce everything that you played. And then I also I also made this. Check out this link. You might have already seen this. I, I, I saw the link. I saw what you did, and you should be ashamed. It's, what's wrong with Lost.jpg as a Quibblesphere level? How, how do I answer that question? You've asked me a question that I cannot answer. It's really good. I, I, I like the bit... If you look, if you look look at the video, I like the part where I've kind of fucked up one of the turrets, so it's really easy to get shot by it, but it'll just kind of like propel you into the teleporter that you need to take anyway. That was not on purpose, but I I, I like it. It's emergent gameplay, is what yeah. it is. And as you can see, like there's a lot of stuff you can do in it. You can move the blocks really high up, and then have like different sections overlooking each other. It's get some nice views in there. Yeah, I do like how you kind of cannonball down. There's some stuff that I want to try in this later, actually. Like, I think I can make some kind of, ta- like, tower level. We we drop down, and you have to try to avoid bridges and lasers and stuff. It'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, I do have one small quibble with this game. Yeah. Got it! Got it! Got it! Got it! Got it! Yeah! Um... At least on the itch version, it didn't seem like control rebinding worked, and that was annoying because the default camera controls did not uh, like if you press left, it rotates right, and if you press right, it rotates left. And um, that made me really I mad. just used the mouse actually. Like you could use the mouse to change the camera, and I just found that a lot easier. Oh shit, that does seem a lot easier actually. Uh, it sort of ended up tricking me, I guess. The the movement in this game is actually really smooth. It feels really nice to roll around. Especially when you use the camera to just like smoothly rotate the camera around. So I always feel like I can go just a little bit faster than I am. And, you know, that has a pretty predictable ending. It's me careening off the edge again. You, It's one of those games where you can't always go top speed. You really gotta sort of feather it at times. Yeah, there's actually, um, as you get further in, there's stuff like lasers that force you to slow down, actually. The level that I'm currently stuck on has 
it's one block that spits out like lasers in a cross and they just like spin around and if you touch the laser you die so you have to basically figure out just how to move between the lasers except this level puts a cannon there as well so if you move too slow you're gonna get shot yeah yeah i, I have not got it yet the level is called Y, which is um yeah fair enough I do like it when games like this just sort of, this level's hard, and you're gonna hate it. It's very Lemmings. Yeah, basically. Um, this is what it is. I think this and actually next jump to an extent, they're games that you can play in, like, short bursts between other things, and I think that's what I'm gonna be doing with this till I beat it. Hell yeah, man. I'm probably gonna occasionally pop back to it. I don't think I'm going to, like, get super deep into it and do it for, like, hours on end. So I, I agree. I'm probably going to end up in a similar space. All right. That is Quibblesphere. It is... We didn't really summarize that one, but eh, whatever. It's good. I mean, it's an arcade game. You move a ball around. It looks cool. Game good. I'd recommend it. Balls. Ball. I've got balls of steel. That was bad. Oh, no. no, I'm just going to splice in a clip of Duke Nukem saying balls instead, actually. Overlay it on your voice. It'll be perfect. Make it as loud and obnoxious as possible. All right. With that, I think it's time to go to Mega Tokyo. I was not expecting that segue. I mean, I mean, we can. Hey. What, what are we doing? Like, I don't know. I'll pull up Megatokyo. Oh, this, 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 sorry, this is just going to be the part where I uh, plug stuff, so give me a moment. Hey folks, thanks again for listening to the show. I really enjoy putting it on for you, having my friends on, talking about some games that I might have missed otherwise, that you might have missed otherwise, and that can be uh, pretty interesting. If you want to support the show, one way you can do that is by giving to our Patreon at patreon.com GNRR. If you give at least $5 a month, you will gain access to our bonus episodes. We have one dealing with the Super Mario Brothers movie, we have a couple dealing with games that are just too expensive to talk about on the podcast or that we'd like to get into in more depth, such as one on the Sexy Brutale, one on the Toho series, and so on. And I have one about Uwe Boll's Blood Rain that I'm currently editing. So definitely give that a look if you want to help us afford server space, help us afford the games themselves because they all are all cheap but they do add up a bit i'm also a musical artist as is my roommate zach you can support us either by buying our work on Bandcamp or by commissioning us you can get in touch with me at maxisatanofficial.tumblr.com or at maxisatan on twitter and my Bandcamp is pastelhandgrenade.bandcamp.com earlier this year i released an ep called things have been weird and I'm currently working on my next album, Gigantic Robot Girlfriend, hoping to get that one out late fall, early winter, but we'll see how it goes. Zach can be found at NLTM underscore on Twitter, and they post their music for sale on nltm.bandcamp.com. So, in particular with commissions, if you're looking for a theme for a D&D or Fate or Powered by the Apocalypse character, if you're making a podcast of your own and need a theme song for it, if you're making a video game and you'd like one or two songs for a soundtrack, hit us up about that. We are always happy to help. You can also support us just by spreading word of the show, giving it a rating on iTunes, giving us a thumbs up or whatever on Google Play, and just, you know reblogging retweeting when we post the new apps to twitter and tumblr letting your friends who might be interested know about the show that means a lot to us since we're not really in a position to market it as such etten is there anything you'd like to give a quick shout out to while you're on the show can i plug my own patch here on here absolutely all right um i make tabletop role-playing games if you'd like to check out my work you can look go to breakfastcult.com to see breakfast cult my main game uh, you can also see me on Patreon at patreon.com slash with two T's. 
And I'm on Twitter at um, twitter.com slash etson64. I also want to give a few quick shout-outs before we get back to the show. First off, I want to give a shout-out to the Audio Entropy Network of Podcasts, home of shows such as Totally Reprise, where they watch every episode of the mid-2000s show Totally Spies. Transmission Radio, which is sort of an information advice podcast about transgender issues. And Let's Place, where... They go through every video game ever made and rank all the ones that aren't morally abhorrent for existing. So those are just a few of the ones that I particularly like to reference, but they got a whole suite on there. I would say definitely check it out. There's almost certainly something that you'll be interested in. I'd also like to shout out Sean and Mark, who run Lupin Lottery and Metacritic, like M-E-D-A-C-R-I-T-I-C, which are rewatch podcasts for Lupin the Third and Metabots, respectively. And a couple of my friend Luna's projects, one of which is Fear Baiting, a podcast about horror movies in general. And her other main project in terms of podcasting is that she sometimes hosts Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die, and not a threat, just a fact, which is the number one leftist podcast on the web. Give it a listen. It's fantastic. And probably is less shitty towards the marginalized than a lot of leftist podcasts you could think of. Those were the main things I wanted to mention, so I'm going to go check on my bread pudding, and then we'll get right back to the show. Next up, I'd like to talk about the six-digit computer, which is available on Itch for $4. All right. So there are a few games kind of like this, programming games, where basically you have a list of commands and you combine them to set up a particular sequence that repeats in a predictable way. You've got Space Chem sort of in that vein. You've got uh, that one by um, Human Resource Machine is the main one I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. This one is a little different in that it's set in an alternate universe and follows the development of a computer that runs on hexary or hexary Bijective centery. Right, okay, yes. It only has the numbers one to six. It is base six instead of base two. And I will say, I feel like maybe it's just because I didn't get to the puzzles where it becomes a major thing. But that always felt like kind of an afterthought compared to the actual, you know, puzzle aspect of the game design, you know? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I get the sense that it might be relevant later. It seems to be hinting at something, at least in the trailers. But uh, full disclosure, it turns out it's fairly easy to make the game crash completely. And I did that a little over halfway through the puzzles, and I lost nearly all of my progress. Oh, Jesus, for real? And that, that, I decided I had played enough of the game to review it. But uh, actually, um, apart from that, it was really good. Like, at first it was really confusing, and then I started to get it, and then I started to, like, really want to do all of the puzzles with, like, the optimal number of commands and everything. It's really good. It's very satisfying when you, like, actually get the sequence of commands right and you just watch everything get solved it's good it is for sure and i feel like the progression felt a lot more intuitive to me than it does in a lot of similar games i know there were points in human resource machine and in space cam fairly early on where i was just like i have no fucking idea how to do this and less than like 200 moves what the hell yeah but this one it introduces concepts to you like fairly slowly although it did slightly bug me that the manual just seemed a little bit unwieldy to use i guess maybe i missed something i had to like back out at the task section and then go back to the manual and then flip pages until i got to the commands but that's really minor to be honest the manual was definitely unwieldy but i kind of liked that because it felt it felt like it fit the aesthetic and the plot and that like this seemed like it was the mid 80s and you're working on a clunky system you know actually yeah yeah that is actually true, yeah. It was very clunky, and it was definitely by design. And, uh, that, that sounds like a backhanded compliment, I'm sorry, but it's not. It's, it's really no, 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 no. It, it definitely, like, 
I was into it. I'm into I'm into how this game looks. I'm into what this game is serving up. I feel like there's not a huge amount for me to say on it because I feel like I definitely did get the impression that it's building up to something, but I wasn't able to get to the point where that pays off, you know? Uh, yeah, same. Um, yeah, for, so for the record, when you put in commands, but you accidentally leave like a blank space before a command, or at least at the start, so the first thing it does is call nothing, It the game just crashed for me. I did that once by mistake and I lost everything. Yeah. Sometimes we all lose everything because of a mistake. And that's just the reality of capitalism. That's the six-digit computer. It's on itch for $4. If you're into programming and or puzzles, I would definitely say look at it. Don't leave blank spaces in your code. <laughs> and last up, we actually have another tech-centric game set during an alternate 1980s. And that is Flitter Incorporated, which is actually an Android exclusive, but you can get it through itch. It just gives you like the APK. Which is not something I've seen before. Yeah, it's, and if you really wanted to, you could theoretically run the APK. But, yeah. So, I like this game because, one, I feel like it cuts to the core on a big problem with social media. And two, it feels very open about finding late capitalism distasteful, which I'm always a fan of. Yeah. I really liked the story, actually. So your um, Flitter, which is definitely not Twitter. Not at all. Yeah, it's 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 basically Twitter in the 80s. In an alternate history, actually, because there's some shit in there that definitely didn't actually happen. And you have to decide whether to like accept uh, fleets, as they're called, or reject them. Yeah, you're the content moderation team. And, oh man, the tweets you get every day, sorry, oh, sorry the fleets, are, um, they're given to you in a random order. And that just works out really well for me. So, like, the first day, I get told, okay, um, all you have to do is reject spam for today. That's all. You know, have fun. First fleet is something like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of thinking about killing myself. And I was just like, wow, okay, we're going there. Except. Actually, it went it went to uh, a few places that I was surprised at. On the one hand, it, it avoids tackling certain issues head on. Like, there's no... There's racism in the game that you have to deal with, but it's not really uh, exact. It's not just a copy of real life stuff, if you know what I mean. Right, but like, it's pretty close in a lot of cases. Yeah, so they they did something that's like it without actually um, doing something that will hit a bit too close to home. But then also, you'll get stuff like, don't go to high school something something tomorrow. Yeah. And you have to decide what you want to do with that. Right, because... Is that a terms of service violation because it's promoting criminal activity or making threats? Yeah, and, you know. I do know that one recurring plot element is the Young Wolves, which seems to be a Proud Boys-esque crypto-fascist militia. So that's... Oh, yeah, and there's also, um, what's his name? Uh, the Poop Reviewer? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, oh, uh, for fuck's sake, who's calling now? Uh, hold on. Give me a second. That is the Poop Reviewer. So, <clears throat> the, the poop reviewer is probably one of my favorite bits because it's so silly. Like, it's not against the rules to make fleets just reviewing the dumps that you take. So, you, sometimes you're just in the middle of all this heavy stuff. You'll just get a guy talking about, like, oh, yeah, I'll give this crap a 4 out of 10 or whatever. And then you're just like, yeah, okay. I'm going to have to accept this. This is a thing. I definitely liked uh, A Houseplant, which was a very true-to-life gimmick account yeah i mean there wasn't any like milkshake duck moment for it that i saw but apart from that yeah god uh one thing that i thought was funny was um occasionally you'll get days where like the ceo of flitter will just come in and say reject like censor all of your all of the tweets about our competitors or whatever and it's just like really obvious that they're not supposed to be doing it but they do it anyway Mm mm-hmm 
and you have to decide do you want to do you want to do your job or do you want to you know let it through i don't know what i really like is so uh, we haven't really addressed this it's very similar to papers please in that you know it's about accepting and rejecting these things and like do you go outside the boundaries that have been set for you like see if you can eke out a little extra but one thing it does that papers please really didn't is and this is where it sort of gets to an interesting aspect of moderation and of social media is the rules given to you are often very ambiguous. Yeah, like it'll it'll give you like a, the, the terms of service, you know, like don't post harassment, don't post violent stuff, and then you get stuff that's like borderline or like is this what they mean? Like there was once uh, one tweet talking about fellatio, but by fellatio they just meant you know like being a fan of something, talking about how good it is, that kind of stuff. And it's like, is, is this sexual content? I don't know. The one thing that I always had trouble with, especially in the early game, was like, what counts as spam? Because obviously if it's like tweeting at somebody, free watches, Rolex, $500 now. Like, obviously, you flag that. But like, if it's fucking like fantasy steakums saying, hey, we're selling chicken now, buy it at your local store like do you flag that yeah and one of the rules was about shameless self-promotion or something like that and you know what where's the line there i don't know yeah the i think where it really drives that home is there are there's at least one moment where you're moderating internal communications in the company as well and the ceo is basically like a caricature of composite like mark zuckerberg jack dorsey just says that he doesn't want bad ideas accepted and you just have to sort of read between the lines like does he mean like anything that would fight too hard for workers rights and then the next day your boss is like yeah so mike realized that that was maybe a little vague so we're giving you more specific guidelines and just like reject anything that's likely to lower morale and i think moments like that are where this game kind of shines where it really emphasizes the ambiguity and the arbitrary nature a lot of the time of what gets moderated and what doesn't on these platforms. Yeah. Um, one thing I liked was uh, in between workdays, you got a little email from one of your supervisors and then some, some lines about chatter that you heard around the water cooler, basically. And some of them were kind of sketchy. Like, lots of sketchy stuff was implied. Like, on the same day, you heard... Um, HR, like, HR cares about your health, so talk to them before you talk to a doctor. And also, mental health days aren't real. <laughs> that one was good. But yeah, um, overall, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I actually had a bit of trouble running it, because I don't have an Android at the moment. Mine is busted. But, you know, I actually went out of my way to run this, and I think that was a good call. It was really good, especially for a dollar. Like, this is a dollar, and that is too cheap, I think. Yeah, I think they could definitely get away with, like, two or three bucks, because... This is a solid product. The one thing I will say is it's a little weird that there's not really like any sound effects or anything. Like there's no clickety feedback. Uh, no BGM feels like it fits, but I would like it if there was like a little click. Yeah, I was expecting BGM at least. I mean, I, I just, I made do. I put on the um, RWBY soundtrack, which is probably a bad pick for this game, to be honest. Is that how people pronounce that series? I haven't watched it. I just heard the songs. Well, you can't call it Ruby because people will assume, oh, yeah, like the the thing with the U in it. Yeah. Ruby. It's W, so do you just say like the U twice? Like just extend it like Ruby? I don't know. Ruby. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'm still not watching it, though. So that is Flitter Incorporated. That is Flitter Inc., I guess I should say, because there's... Uh, that is $1 on Android. Yeah. We have one question this week, so should be pretty quick to answer. Yeah. At Mike underscore Dawson with a zero on Twitter asks us, if you could own one outfit, any outfit from a video game, what would it be? Conditions are that it's comfortable and easy to wash, but has no abilities or benefits aside from appearance. So if it's a suit of armor, it won't actually protect you. It'll just look cool. Okay, so are we saying that if I choose an outfit, it will fit me and it will be comfortable? Mm hmm Okay. In that case, I would like to be the f only person in the world who has, like, giant Warcraft shoulders that actually fit. So definitely some kind of Warcraft armor. 
Like, have you seen the pauldrons in that game? It's wild. My first thought was similarly like, oh man, it's gotta be like the Samus Aran suit, right? Do you get to curl up into a ball though? I think you can only curl up into like the fetal position like I do uh, every night when I'm forced to confront that I don't own Samus Aran replica power armor. How did that actually work, by the way? Like, did she have powers or did the suit have powers that kept her from like dying when she falls off into a ball? So you know how birds have hollow bones? Uh, I don't know where this is going, but yeah. <laughs> well, she has Chozo DNA. Okay. So, so yeah. And... Okay. All right, so alien DNA. Yeah, I'll accept that. Sure. Oh, man. I'm trying to. I'm thinking of other outfits now, but I don't know what. Maybe some kind of ridiculous JRPG outfit or just some kind of Gen Gen Romper cosplay. I feel like definitely a, a JRPG outfit would be good because you you don't have to wear it all at once. You can just be like, hmm, I think I'm going to wear like my cool squall jacket today. In that case, is there a video game character with like a flat cap? Because I wear flat caps a lot and I would like another comfortable flat cap that fits me. So if there's, if I could just take someone's outfit and then just keep the hat and box the rest, I'd be happy with that. Who wears caps? I'm sure this is sure this is something that Google will tell me. Who wears flat caps in video games? Who the fuck is this? That's, that's, Who have you sent me? This is Luke from Professor Layton. Yeah, he looks like a dork. Yeah. Are those suspenders? No, no. I wait. No, that's just his purse. No, no. He's got like suspenders hanging around his shorts. I, those can't be suspenders. They wouldn't be hooked up like that. So what are they? I think that's still part of his bag. So why is it on the other side then? Why does he need so much strap for one bag? It's a very heavy bag. It's like winding around his body like some kind of shitty reverse. Actually, I like that. Can I have like this weird Mabias strip bag? <laughs> that and the flat cap, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll take it. I did not get many image results myself. Actually, I seem to have gotten some kind of YouTuber in a flat cap, which is not what I wanted. I do not want to look like a YouTuber. Um, I also got a lot of Angry Birds baseball caps. Very nice. Which is a double no. I feel like I could really go for, like, any Dragon Quest character's outfit in particular, because Akira Toriyama only knows how to draw two faces, but he has drawn, like, 50,000 outfits and all of them own. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I'll take that. I don't know which ones I'd pick, but, um, hmm, let me, let me have a look. I'm gonna... Do we have time for me to Google Dragon Quest outfits? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Okay, I found a Dragon Quest wiki, and the Google result on the wiki talks about a swimsuit. Yeah. And this is probably not going to be my pick, just throwing that out there. I'm guessing this is going to be some kind of weird shit. If it ever loads. I, th I think it's trying to save me from looking at the Dragon Quest wiki. Come on. Man, if I had some kind of six-digit computer, this would be a lot easier. Yeah, it would go six times as fast. Yeah, that's probably how it works. Actually, can I get, like, an outfit that makes me look like the slime? Just, like, a mascot suit? Yeah, just, like, a massive a massive slime. Uh, I was going to say, that. I just want the King Slime's crown, and then I'm just full naked, dick out, other than that. Um, yeah, I can't really fault you for that, I suppose. It's a good crown. Scope this crown. It's tasteful. Okay, yeah, I want that. The, sl the slime with a hat. I'll do that. Man, he looks happy. He looks pleased as punch. How could you not be? Look at that crown he's got. Wow, yeah, he's... Did he just get coronated? Because he looks incredibly pleased with himself. He looks like he just updogged someone. <laughs> like the adventurers came along... And he said something about Ligma. And they're like, what's Ligma? And then that is the face that he makes. God. <laughs> I feel like this episode's basically over, but do you just want to keep looking at slimes for a while? Because here's a really good one. That That's free slimes on top of each other. Yeah, they are great. Okay, can, can we get free slime outfits that stack like this and have it still be, like, comfortable? And would comfortable cover the ability to walk around like this without, you know, falling over? 
If so, that is my pick. I think that's as good as we're going to get. Yeah, all right. Here's my pick. Triple Slime Suit. So this has been Gabe Newell's Rosie Rupeland. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Like I said, we enjoy putting it on for you. I'd like to give a quick shout out to our $10 a month donors. Tori, who can be found at Tori underscore Vaz. That is T-O-R-I underscore V-A-Z on Twitter and at ToriVaz.com. And Evan at Heavenly Evan without vowels in heavenly. So like H-V-N-L-Y Evan on Twitter. Again, if you want to help us out, you can pledge to our Patreon. You can retweet, reblog when I post the show to Twitter and Tumblr. And you can just spread some word of mouth, let people know that, hey, there's a show you might be interested in. It's this girl who talks about video games with her friends and sometimes says really dumb shit. And by sometimes, I mean like 10 times an episode. Hey, speaking of, I have a question before we finish. Oh, God. Evan, right? Or as you said, Evan, just really loudly? Yes. Is that his actual name? Like, did he's... They, they di- I am getting reports that Evan, in all caps, is what's written on their birth certificate. And the doctor did, like, get really upset and cry a little bit. Because the doctor, you know, eh, what? Eh. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll accept this. I like it. Good job, Evan. What should I say? Evan! I can't shout too loud. My neighbors will wonder who I'm talking to. Why's that Etten boy yelling at Evan again? This is my Australian accent. You sound like a Texan. What the hell? No, I'm from Australia. Crikey. No, that... Throw a shrimp on the barbie. God, that... that You sound like a Texan, Jesus. This is how we sound now, Etten. Join us, Etten. Join us. (laughs) I don't know where this bit is going. Stay frosty. (laughs) 